0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit MPBOnline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining. It's the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. I'm Kevin Farrell, here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Today, we take a closer look at the fourth meal it's brunch. What focus? Uh, what foods are included in the perfect brunch menu? Does French toast make the cut? What about an omelet, a frittata, or eggs benedict? Or maybe there's a particular brunch sandwich that you'd like to try. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by giving us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can send us an email, food at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio.
0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. It's the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're going to take a closer look at the fourth meal today, brunch. What foods are included in the perfect brunch menu? Does French toast make the cut? What about an omelet, a frittata, or eggs benedict? Or maybe there's a particular brunch sandwich that you'd like to try. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning. Give us a phone call. The number is one mpb ring It's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can send us an email. It's food at mpbonline.org. So good morning, Deborah. Hope that you are doing well this morning.
2: Good morning, Kevin. How are you? I'm fantastic. A little out of breath running across the parking lot this morning, but I am absolutely fantastic. It's Monday. I mean, you know, what can I say? It's the most delicious day of the week. I had a fantastic weekend. Oh my gosh, Kevin. Can I tell you that I love the people from the state of Mississippi? Over the weekend, I got to meet two amazing, breathtaking people. Uh, One was a woman from Germany. Her name is Heidi. And, um, Oh, my gosh. I got a new family, Kevin. I have never had a hug so incredible before in my life. It was just like this amazing instant connection. She's been in Mississippi for many years. The other one was this wonderful older gentleman. His name is Robert. Hi, Robert, because I know he's listening this morning. But there's nothing like uh, the folk here in Mississippi, a lot of hospitality, a lot of love, Kevin, and delicious food the whole weekend. What can I say?
1: All right. Uh so today we're going to be talking about uh, brunch uh, as uh, Jonas uh, cleverly put it the fourth meal brunch. Uh so tell us exactly uh what's uh, what's your definition of the word brunch?
2: Anything you want to eat Kevin. <laughs> Uh, it really is. And it's from uh, basically from 11 o'clock to three o'clock in the afternoon. But brunch really is a combination of breakfast and lunch. And I mean, it is absolutely wonderful. Uh, brunch uh, was traditionally believed to be um a tradition that was started from the hunters in England uh, in the 1800s. Of course, you know, they'd let the hounds loose and they would be on the fox trot, and everybody's, you know, dressed in their nines and they'd have these magnificent breakfast lunch menus or venues with small bites of food that you could eat from early morning until the afternoon catch. Uh, There's another theory that uh, we can accredit the Catholic church for brunch because literally when people would leave service, um, they didn't really want to go right into a heavy meal. So they would have something in between right after church around 11 o'clock call brunch. The Last and final theory that I have, Kevin, is that of course, if you lived in the big city, New York, uh, you know it was just very uh, suave to have you know an egg benedict around you know noon and you know laugh and talk with your friends. Ha ha. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, whatever the uh, the origin is, I'm glad we uh, invented it. It's it's a. It's a I think uh, mostly weekends. I guess you would think. I, I guess you could do a brunch during the week, but I guess a lot of us think of of it being a weekend event.
2: Oh, absolutely. Brunch really can be any day of the week. But traditionally, Sundays mm-hmm. is the most popular day to do brunch. It, it really is. And again, that's why the theory of it uh, being related to the Catholic Church or, you know, to religious events is, is most popular because most folks are getting out of church about that time. Unless you were like me growing up and we didn't dismiss until the next day. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, being a Southern girl, you know, whether you're Southern Baptist. Southern Pentecostal or Southern Catholic. You just stay in church all day, Kevin. It's really funny. And with my father being a Pentecostal uh, pastor, hi, mom. Hi, dad. He's going to kill me. (laughs) Literally, Kevin, service would start at nine o'clock in the morning and we dismissed the next day about the same time. It's just crazy.
1: (laughs) So we are going to be talking about uh, brunch this morning. If you have uh, a favorite thing that you like to eat when you go to a brunch, let us know. Or if you're looking uh, maybe for some ideas, if you're planning a brunch, uh, uh, just give us a call this morning. Our phone lines are open. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 You can send us an email. It's food at mpbonline.org. We'd love to hear from you this morning. So, uh, Deborah, you brought in some food for us, as you always do. What's uh, What was on the menu today?
2: Well, you know, of course, because it's brunch and you're always trying to lighten things up a little bit, Kevin. I've brought in some sliders and not just any sliders, we brought in a Spicy chicken slider. It's shredded chicken. It's really simple. You got these nice little bites, wheat buns. I brought in some baked vinegar potatoes. Oh my god, they are so fantastic, and some coleslaw. It's really light. It's simple. It's really easy bite. If you wanted to, Kevin, you know, with this, you could add some eggs. You can add some bacon. I mean, whatever you want to to create a bunch. And the other thing about lunch, I mean, brunch, lunch. brunch is that it's a smorgasbord of food. And I mean, it's just wonderful. There was one writer, I believe in the early 1930s, who said, you know, brunch was the meal that made you enjoy friends better, you know, because he was kind of a grumpy person. So (laughs) literally, you just didn't want to talk to him until he had brunch. So
1: and uh, the slaw, I see it looks like you made with a red cabbage, really a b- lovely bright color.
2: Oh, my gosh, Kevin, it's quick, it's easy, it's simple. And, of course, you know, you and I both, you know, have uh, this really wonderful fetish for, uh, you know, visual appearance. Ap- Appearances. But yes, I use a red cabbage and a granny apple. Those are the two basic core ingredients in this. Uh, And the other ingredient, Kevin, is only two other things that I use tartar sauce and a tad bit of brown sugar. Mm. Toss it up all together. You get this sweet, tangy, amazing crunch. It's just perfect. It's simple, it's easy and delicious.
1: All right. Uh, We've got a friend of the program on the show, on the line, that is. So first up, we say good morning to our buddy Frank
2: in Jackson. Hello, Frank. Hey, Frank. How are you, kiddo? I'm fine. I just love you, too. I'm waiting for you guys to go national. (laughs) It's going to happen, Frank. Say it (laughs) one more time. Just (laughs) national.
3: Yes. (laughs) Uh,
4: The Catholic Church, it has nothing on The Hobbits. I'm a fan of the Lord of the Rings trilogy and The Hobbits, and they have breakfast at seven, second breakfast at nine, <laughs> lessons <11, laughs> at eleven, lunch at one p.m., tea at three p.m., dinner at six. And at 9. So I think that, uh, that that solves the question: When do you eat dinner and when do we supper? Are they the same thing? You
2: are, are so
3: topics, totally funny. <laughs>
2: You you add new meaning to Grandolph the Great <laughs> I, I really
5: enjoy you guys. Thank you so much. All Thank right, Frank, thanks so for the call. Much.
1: You know, but that's uh that's uh, kind of a popular thing these days is is to they say instead of the three big meals is to have maybe not quite that frequently, but to have smaller meals kind of spaced throughout the day.
2: Well actually it's not the new thing, Kevin, it's the right thing. You know, um most people usually have one super huge meal all day and then that's it. Uh, But the benefit of having tiny little bites all during the day is it keeps your metabolism high. You won't crash and burn so fast. Uh, And, you know, you're consistently full all day. And so you're just willing to do more stuff. Your body's happy. You're happy. It just makes sense. But, you know, most of us and I've been guilty of doing that. I'll go. I'll run all day because like I have um, 15 different jobs. (laughs) It's (laughs) just really funny. Seriously, you're laughing between Mississippi Public Broadcasting, the beauty salon, Bravo's writing uh, for several columns. I'm a busy girl. So what I find myself sometimes doing is just eating one meal, which is the wrong thing to do. I feel a lot better. And science has proven that your body burns more fat when you eat, you know, a lot of little small meals during the day. And brunch is one of those ways to experience one of those, as Jonas say, the fourth meal of the day.
1: And I think the other good thing you're saying, it's flexible, is because it is combining breakfast and lunch. You can uh, do some things, maybe some lunch items, some breakfast items, and, and put some combinations together that maybe put, people wouldn't think of but would be kind of a fun way to enjoy some food.
2: Oh, absolutely, Kevin. You know, this is the brunch is, you know, you can do fruit, you can do eggs, you can do waffles and pancakes and cornbread and biscuits and gravy, whatever the heck you want to, it's brunch. But the idea is not to, you know, get these large plates, but tiny little plates, tiny little bites. And really brunch, uh, Kevin, is really about a conversation time. It's one of those meals where you get to on Sundays slow down and enjoy your friends and family, and that really it's not brunch really isn't about the food; it just happens to be the hook but the the main course of brunch really is about enjoying your friends and family it's about fellowship and and great conversation.
1: We are going to take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we'll continue our discussion about brunch. Uh, so if you have uh, a favorite item that you like to eat when you go to a brunch, or if you're looking for ideas uh, for something, uh, to maybe you're planning a brunch for friends and family, give us a call. The number is one mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Our email address is food at mpbonline.org. We'll be back with more of the show after this. Support for mpb comes from c Spire business solutions helping businesses move into the future with next generation fiber optic internet access more at 855 CSpire 2 CSpire, customer inspired
2: coming up this morning at 10 on now you're talking marshall ramsey will speak with news anchor and fellow children's book author katina rankin Plus, singer-songwriter Lisa Mills will join us to talk about the inspiration for her latest project, Mama's Juke Book. Be sure to join us this morning at 10 for Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey right here on MPB Think Radio.
4: Fifty years ago, a sniper went to the top of the clock tower at the University of Texas and opened fire on the people below.
1: She was obviously wounded. The people around her looked dead. And the tower kept chiming every 15 minutes. And I would think 15 more minutes they've been out there. 15 more minutes.
4: Survivors remember August 1st,
0: 1966, later on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone
1: or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. And today we're talking about brunch. So if you'd like to join the conversation, give us a call at 1877 MPB ring. It's 1877 672 7464. Or you can send an email to food at mpbonline dot org. <clears throat> we do have some callers on the line, so we'll begin in Jackson. Our friend Marlou is on the line. Good morning, Marlou.
2: Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Vicky. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm wonderful. So happy and delighted to hear your voice today. How are you? Oh,
6: thank you so much. I've been under the weather with my voice. I I lost my voice for a few days, but I'm much better. Thank you. Thank you. But anyway, talking about brunch, one of my favorite things since moving to the south is cheese grits. Oh, I just wow. love that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> cheese grits are like little bites of southern heaven marlou i mean it's just so absolutely true. wonderful so true
6: i recently uh we had something going on at my church and a lady had brought some cheese grits and i just went wild <laughs> over it. i said who made this I probably ate enough for three parts. It was so good.
2: Marlou, you're not by yourself. I've had moments where I should have only had small portions of cheese grits, and I had to uh, run an extra two miles because oh, I ate too much.
6: Oh. Once in a while, I do splurge on things that I really, really love, and then the next day, I cut down. And I eat a lot less, so that has helped. <laughs> you're not trying to keep my weight, but anyway, your program is wonderful. I so enjoyed.
2: Avita's saying, saying, you're wonderful, sweetheart. Thank you. Good to hear from Arlo.
1: And Yeah, uh, cheese grits. That's a that's a great item for brunch.
2: Oh my gosh, it's great, Kevin, and it's great because not only can you serve it with uh, the traditional things like sausage and bacon, but cheese grits pair really well with fish and shrimp and those kinds of things. So it's a perfect uh, side item for brunch.
1: We're talking about brunch today on Deep South Dining. We've got some open phone lines. So if you'd like to call in and add your voice, the number is one mpb ring It's 1-877-672-7464. Send us an email, food at mpbonline.org. Let's go to Wasaika for our next caller, and we say good morning to Kathleen.
2: Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning.
5: I was glad to hear from Marlou. I hadn't heard from her while on the air.
2: Oh, that makes two of us. I I get so excited hearing all of you guys call. It's like having an additional family, and I love hearing from you too, sweetheart.
5: Well, I got a brunch kind of deal. Okay. And you start off with one item, and you can add two items to it and come up with two extra meals. So... Get a frying pan or a deep-sided pot, and you chop up one medium onion. I prefer white, but you can go whatever color you want. You rinse a large bag of corn that's been frozen. I think it's about a pound, pound and a half, something like that. You put it to the side. You could add parsley to the pot, onions, uh, a little bit of bell pepper if you wish, celery get that going with either olive oil, margarine or combination thereof. You get that kind of warm and here's the cheap trick. <laughs> you get a pack of McCormick white pepper gravy. Not oh, wow. the sausage, but you mix that on the side, you pour it in and you let it kind of cook down. Now, you're not going to eat all this one meal. So, you get an ice cube tray you spray it with pam or something of the sort and what you have left over you freeze it in that that makes these two dishes coming up real simple can a cream of corn when you're in a hurry uh... cream of chicken rather you can add the corn you can add a spoonful of rice leftover whatever and a little cheese on top and you've got a nice little soup for the kids or you can grab a can believe it or not of those uh, tamales in a can, I forgot what they are. But they Hormel, right? Hormel's uh-huh. real Spanish. somebody might call it Hormel, <laughs> but um, they got the tamales in the can. You heat them up, and this is quick for the kids and for lunch. You just take that, and it has a lot of sauce in there. So you can throw two or three of the ice cubes of the corn mixture in that. You can add rice. You can add a little bit of hamburger meat if you want. Uh, chopped tomatoes, black olives, sour cream, and you got some kind of fancy pans.
2: Fantastic. There you go.
5: Out of one little thing. And you can use that corn like that in a lot of ways. You can do that with several different things like the um, peas or whatever. If you have leftovers, especially if you live alone, freeze them in an ice cube tray. Two cubes is a small serving. Four is southern serving. Five is (laughs) go for it, baby. (laughs) But y'all enjoy your shortcuts, and it's great to take to little pot lunches and stuff like that on the cheap. All right. Thank you so
2: much, Kathleen. But, Kevin, you do know she was talking about me and you, the ice cubes, living alone. I'm feeling kind of some way now. I'm going to have to have ice cream when I leave here, Kathleen. But, you know, two good
1: points there. She talked about, again, the freezing and and using for later, but also the fact that you you make one thing and then you can, you know, uh, massage it a little bit and you've got a couple of different dishes.
2: Oh, absolutely, Kevin. And and I guess that's a great thing, too, about, you know, being able to prepare things ahead of time so when brunch does come around you don't want to you know you've probably already been in charge for a little while you don't you're busy you don't want to spend all day in the kitchen and I don't want to do that at any time so any shortcut that you can take to make your life easier so you can spend time with your friends and family that's what you want to do and freezing items and and you can freeze almost everything and and ice trays, Kevin uh, is perfect because now you can create portion sizes, and they've even got now containers that are a little bit larger than ice trays that you can actually section your you know things off like that and freeze them, which is absolutely perfect.
1: so we're talking about the fourth meal, brunch today, uh, I guess brunch and uh, why don't we call it Lerist?
2: um no, Kevin <laughs>
1: <laughs> brunch does roll off the tongue a little bit easier, yes, it there, I does. guess. Tim, so. <laughs> <laughs> and also I guess breakfast comes first, so you would save the bruh and then add it to lunch. Right. All right. Very yeah, good. Yeah, there
2: you go. <laughs> uh so if you'd like to
1: join our conversation, maybe there's something that you like uh, when you go out to a brunch, give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Send us an email. Food at MPB dot org. <clears throat> Deborah, you brought in several items that would be great for a brunch. We talked about um the coleslaw you made uh, with red cabbage and Granny Smith apples. And I think you said uh, a little brown sugar. Just
2: uh, it's only it's uh, actually it's one uh, cabbage to pull off the first two or three leaves, rinse it, uh, finally chop it, Kevin. And then you're going to turn it into some brown sugar, about two tablespoons of brown mm-hmm. sugar, level them out. Toss it up in there and just let it sit for just a few minutes. Let it sweat in that. And then you're going to add in some tartar sauce to taste as much as you like or as little as you like. Toss it up. That's it. If you need to add a little bit of salt and pepper, you can, Kevin. But it's quick. It's easy. It's delicious. People are always amazed at the texture and the taste.
1: Yeah. I, I was going to say, I mean, the color is just, I mean, pops. It really, the bright red uh, with the green from the Granny Smith apples uh, and then you're right. The texture. I mean, it's just so crunchy. It's really, really good. And then the, there's the tartness of, uh, of the apple in there. So it, it was very, very good. I mean, I'm a big fan of coleslaw anyway. And this is it. I mean, it's a simple thing to do, but I really I mean, it looks so impressive. And Thank like I said, so the, the crunch, it's it's you just your mouth. It's it's a flavor sensation <laughs> for you when you it's you know, It's not only taste, but you get fun chewing it up, too. Well, you
2: know, I think food should always be like that. And then, you know, that's the wonderful thing about any time you're serving a meal. But for me, especially brunch, because usually what I'm going to do is I'm going to have food from one end of the table to the other. But I I want your eyes to be so excited. It's like Christmas. I want presentation, presentation, presentation. And so being able to add pops of color and texture wherever you can in the food, Kevin, is always great.
1: We're talking about brunch on Deep South Dining this morning, and we have Christian on the line from New Orleans. Good morning.
2: Good morning, Christian. How are you?
4: Good morning from the Crescent City. How are you?
2: Absolutely fabulous. What
4: that do you have for fantastic. us? Fantastic. So you are discussing my favorite, absolute favorite meal of the day, brunch. It means I don't have to be up too early,
3: <laughs> but right? I
4: in a little bit late, and make an absolutely wonderful dish to serve for everyone that can show up as well. My favorite dish that we've served over the years, and it's been introduced several times into the Junior League, um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, cookbooks is the shrimp and grits greek, greek mm-hmm. oh, which is wow. basically a shrimp reduction with a uh, heavy cream sauce. And you add in um, your favorite greens. I usually use like a mustard green or a turnip and just finely, finely slice and of course, large prawns. And it goes a very long way, a very long way for brunch, but it's heavy enough that you can actually serve it alone. And it goes and pairs well with uh, champagne or mimosas or whatever else you're serving.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Well, Christian, you may not know this, but I'm in New Orleans almost every other weekend. So
4: yeah. Well If <laughs> the anybody next time... knows A brunch We have brunch On every other corner so.
2: <laughs> It is really One of New Orleans Is one of those Places Kevin Where you can Just wake up Really late in the day And still find The most fabulous Brunch foods All day long And you're Absolutely right But Mississippi Offers those same things I think we are Twin cities In so many ways So thank you so much For that oh, absolutely.
4: Chris. absolutely And good morning To all of you all all Thank right.
2: Right. you Bye.
1: Thanks Christian Good call there Yeah the shrimp and grits the, what a again that's as he said it's it's one of those that you can bridge the, the breakfast and lunch uh and it actually that is the way that I learned to eat grits is that uh, my sister in law um I'm sorry, my sister in law's sister uh for Thanksgiving used to make a shrimp and grits dish and I was never big on grits and but I did like shrimp so I you know occasionally and then you try it I'm like hey that, that's not too bad. And so that's now one of my one of my all time favorite ways to eat grits is with shrimp.
2: Well, you know, Kevin, it was, I think the funniest grit moment I have ever had as I was watching a movie and there's this one line where the guy turns and says, what's a grit? (laughs) (laughs) You know, but it is really one of the most delicious Southern things that you could ever have. And when cooked right, grits are just an absolute delicacy. It is just amazing. And the things that you can pair with grits, not just shrimp, but chicken, sausage, bacon, fish. I mean, it's, it's pairs well with almost any dish that you're you're making
1: all right so we're talking about uh, what you brought in this morning your your brunch items we've talked about the that great uh, coleslaw with the red cabbage but what i really like is we talked about how crunchy it was well then when you pair that up with the, your shredded chicken is just it's uh, it's hard to it's hard to believe you say with this with chicken but it's creamy i mean it's it's you've got the shredded chicken so it's there but what tell us a little bit about the the sauce that you put it in
2: Okay, first of all, Kevin, uh, quick and easy, do you see how beautifully shredded that chicken is? Yes. I literally took four chicken breasts, Kevin, and I sliced them really thin, almost like chicken strips at at first. I put a little salt and pepper on them, added just a tiny bit of butter to my pan, and I cooked them down. Once they were done, I let them cool a little bit, I put them in a very large bowl, and I took my hand mixer, people. And I simply turned it on high speed. It shreds the chicken perfectly. It's Mm. quick. It's easy. You know, if you you don't have one of those fancy food processors. And since I downsized, I don't have time for all that stuff on my counter. And so I just simply pulled out my hand mixer and just shredded that chicken. It is so beautiful. It's just fantastic. Once I shredded it down, Kevin, I reintroduced it to my pan. I added a little bit of heavy cream to it. I added one can of uh, chili peppers and and um, and tomatoes, and I added in uh, six ounces of cream cheese, and I added in one jar of Alfredo. I'm sorry, um, marinara sauce, mm-hmm. and that's it. And you stir it up. You let it cook down. It's absolutely fantastic. It's a wonderful bite. You get a little bit of heat. You get the creaminess in there. It's ch- You got onions in there, Kevin. I mean, it's just yummy.
1: Yeah, and like I say, it pairs really well with the, with the crunchy uh, coleslaw. So, we need to take a quick break. We've also got one more item on your brunch menu to talk about, and we're looking for your calls this morning. Your thoughts on brunch. What's your favorite thing to eat uh, when you go to a brunch or if you're serving brunch to friends and family? Or uh, do you have an idea that you'd like to help maybe flesh out about uh, a dish that you can make out of an ingredient? Give us a call at 1877 MPB ring. Our phone number is 1877 Six seven two seven four six four. Send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Back with more after this.
5: Two centuries ago, the first American president took office.
0: And next year, the 45th will take office.
5: Follow history in the making.
0: Right here on this station. Listen every day. Weekdays at 4 on MPB Think Radio.
2: Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Owens, host of Southern Remedy for Women, here to warn you about an upcoming epidemic of license plate envy. Yes, it's coming after you see someone driving around with a new MPB car tag. It's the latest way you can support Mississippi Public Broadcasting and continue the mission of educating, informing, and entertaining Mississippians. This epidemic is easily remedied by visiting mpbonline.org slash car tag to pre-order yours today.
1: Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking today about brunch, and we've had some great calls about people talking about their favorite thing to eat at brunch. And we've got some open phone lines, so if you'd like to join in, please give us a call. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Let's head to the phone lines, and we'll go to Mobile and say good morning to Alex.
2: Good morning, Alex.
1: Good morning. How are you all doing?
2: Fantastic. Good. What do you have for us?
0: Well,
4: I uh, I kind of came up with this idea where I I'd take a slice of bacon, and I'll cover it with pancake batter and fry it inside the pancake batter. But I was wondering if you had any ideas of how to get it evenly coated, you know, because sometimes the pancake batter runs down, and you're left with some exposed bacon.
2: Well, the, the first thing is, is you need to make sure that that bacon is absolutely patted dry. You don't want to yeah. you don't want to put any. And and for me, one of the best ways to do that instead of frying it in a skillet is to bake it uh, and allow the oils to just drip down into um, like using maybe a, a thin cookie sheet on top. You know, that a rack so that oh, yeah. so that it bakes and that all the oil is out, and then pat it dry. The other thing is, is you want that uh, pancake batter maybe to be a little bit thicker in consistency.
6: Yeah, one thing I've
4: done with that is I actually put my syrup in the batter, and it thickens it up a little bit.
2: Oh wow! Right, and the other th- the other thing that you can do, Alex, is once you have coated it, just simply take them again. Put them on some parchment paper and put them in the refrigerator for just a few minutes before you actually put them in your oil. And that way, once you, you won't get that, that tearing away of the batter that you're talking about or not coating as well. So once you coat it, just chill it for a few minutes in the refrigerator, sweetheart, and then go ahead and cook it. And you're going to find out that it's absolutely perfect every time.
3: That's an awesome
1: idea. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for the call, Alex. Wow, A, 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 a bacon pancake. That sounds really good.
2: Oh, my gosh, Kevin. Food is so amazing to me because it allows everybody to be an artist and, you know, to use their creativity. And it's something about going in the kitchen and standing there and going, taking those same items that we had all the time. And becoming your own superhero in the kitchen.
1: And I think that's one of the fun things about brunch. Because you say it's it's kind of a fancy meal, you know, uh, traditionally on Sunday. And p- people like to think about, especially in the South, food and Sundays go together so well. And to have that, you know, you wouldn't think, all right, we'll have pancakes and we'll have, have uh, bacon. But then to... Put them together there, and, and a special thing, especially if someone kind of doesn't know, and they bite into that, and they think, "Wow, there's some bacon in my <laughs> pancake." So, uh, great idea, Alex. Thanks for the and call. The, and
2: the other thing that you can do, if, you know, if you want to just take a, you know, quicker way of doing that, if you have a waffle maker, to pour a little bit of batter, place your bacon, more batter, and then press it in your waffle maker, Kevin, and it gives you the same effect that you're looking for, except you got waffles instead of pancakes. <laughs>
1: Uh, let's continue on. Next, we're off to Natchez as we say good morning to Lillian.
2: Good morning, Hi. Lillian. How are y'all? We're doing Fantastic. good. Fantastic. How are you? I'm doing
3: good. I have a general question. It, it is about fruit kebabs. And let me go back to where this all started. We're having a big 300 birthday party for Natchez mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Oh, wow. And I get a chance to vend, uh, I was going to do fruit kebab. I mean, uh, beef kebabs, chicken, and/or. But I have to have liability insurance to do that for obvious reasons. So I'm sticking with fruit kebabs uh, on a skewer or in a big sixteen ounce cup with a sprig of mint on top to bend. Oh, wow. What I need I know what I need to know is an idea from you because it's for the public and you're coming from all over. I need to know what I can do to make it pop and make it make it wow. You well know, the- to the public.
2: A- absolutely. The, the, one of the things about fruit is that they pair well with so many different spices mm-hmm. and you can uh, add if you just you know want something on, a little bit on the heat side, cayenne pepper pairs well with your pineapples mm-hmm. uh, and your apples. You can use cinnamon. You can use your nutmegs. At, bring in a little salt in. You've got chocolates to dip. I mean, there are just so many oh. things that you can do. Uh, crushing up uh, the really fine um, peppermint. You, the the one that's really soft and melts really well and to mm-hmm. just be able to run roll that skewer along in there so you oh. get you get the freshness of the peppermint. You got your fruit. I mean, they're just. I mean, sh- fruit kebabs are just fabulous. Oh, they're fabulous for goodness. brunch. They're a lot of fun. Uh, you can also freeze them and serve them as popsicles. Uh, I mean, it's just, girl, it's endless. I know.
3: You just <laughs> made me go wow. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try all of that. <laughs> all right. Happy birthday, Natchez. <laughs> Thank y'all. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye bye. Bye.
1: Thanks for the call, Lillian. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. We're talking about brunch today, and we've got some open phone lines. So if you'd like to join in and uh, let us know what you like when you go to a brunch, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 You can send an email to food at org. Also, you know, if you need to uh, have some ingredients in mind and need some ideas, some creative ideas on how to fix them up, Deborah that, that this is the honest truth this is one of the things that impressed me so much from the first time we met I remember when we interviewed you we were rapid fire questions and that sort of thing and one of the ones was like you know someone said oh I've got something 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 in my refrigerator you know what what would I do with it and you I mean just instantly came up with something so I think your your food creativity I think is one of your strong points.
2: Kevin, when I tell you, I really love what I do and I love the food part so much is because I love people so much. And so I want to be able to serve you and especially on Mondays, I wake up super energetic on Monday. It makes the rest of my week go really well because I know I'm coming here. I get to feed you and Jonas and Sarita and all the other wonderful people in the building who come by and visit. And I want to give, I want to leave love everywhere I go, but I love what I'm doing. I love the state of Mississippi. I love the cooking with Honey Friends brand. I mean, it's just what a gift that God has given me. I want to give it back and full to everybody I don't ever want you to leave my table without wanting to come back again
1: all right all right so uh, we've talked about uh, the coleslaw the red cabbage coleslaw and the, the shredded chicken sliders uh, on the wheat buns those are really good uh, but also you had and what I liked about this they're uh, I guess french fries uh, oven roasted potatoes but they're they're very delicate they're tiny little ones I thought that that was nice
2: yeah I took the really fine uh, french fries the little bitty bites that you people usually just deep fry them and add a little salt and pepper to to them kevin but i coated them with ta-da, a little bit of red vinegar some salt and some pepper rolled them out in some buttermilk added a little flour to them kevin allowed you know and they are dried when i add the flour to them so they they're not wet you make sure you get all your moisture out roll them in the flour add some seasoning on top my friend nick wallace created this amazing seasoning so i spread that all over my fries and I popped them in the oven for about 25 minutes until they're nice, beautiful color, and they're a wonderful little bite. You get that little twang of the vinegar in there; just it's not too much, just a little bit. But it adds a little. It's it's a balance to the meal because you've got the coleslaw uh, that's got it's got both the sweet and the tangy. But but then you've got this creaminess from uh, your sliders, and then you've got this little twang from your, your fries. So it just you, you know it's a happy plate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, always a home run and again that was really great one thing i learned uh, the last time i made some oven baked uh, french fries uh, this was something i saw in a recipe is that you uh, soak them and i remember this from when i worked at uh, western Sizzlin and, and occasionally had the uh, french fry making detail which was not a lot of fun because you had a huge uh, bag of <laughs> potatoes and we had to slice them all up but we would always soak them in water for a good long time before uh, you cook them and then the, this was the suggestion in the recipe and it really seemed to work it helped them uh, Cook. Obviously, you dry them back out before you put them in the oven, but that soaking, I guess uh, some of the starch, is that what uh, it It helps
2: to fluff up the potato a little bit, Kevin. And so what we did is, you know, we soaked it for a little bit in the buttermilk. You do it just like you would if you were going to, you know, do your chicken in a batter or whatever. You chill it in the refrigerator for a few minutes, or if you're going to soak it in a water bath, you know, just just let it soak for a minute. Let those potatoes breathe a little bit. Take it out. Make sure that they're nice and dry. And you know, then you can flour them if you like, or you can just take them straight to the oil.
1: All right, let's take one last break this hour. When we get back, you know, we've talked about some of the things that Deborah brought in, but there are obviously a lot of other things that you can cook uh, for a brunch. So we'll talk about some of those other things, and also we're still looking for your phone calls. We've had some great suggestions this morning. We'd like to hear some more from you. What do you like uh, when you eat at a brunch? The number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. Our phone number is one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. Send us an email to food at mpbonline.org. We'll be back to wrap up the program after this.
5: 227 years ago, the first U.S. president took office. Next year, the 45th will. Follow history in the making
2: right here on this station. Listen every day.
0: Weekdays at 4 on MPB Think Radio. 50 years ago, a sniper went to the top
4: of the clock tower at the University of Texas and opened fire on the people below.
1: She was obviously wounded. The people around her looked dead. And the tower kept chiming every 15 minutes. And I would think... Fifteen more minutes they've been out there. Fifteen more minutes.
4: Survivors remember August first, 1966, later, on All Things
0: Considered, from NPR News. Today at 4 on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking about brunch today and looking for your uh, comments, your suggestions, your phone calls at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Send an email to food at mpbonline.org. One item that we mentioned in the opener that I think I've heard of and I sort of know what it is but not sure, and that is a frittata.
2: A frittata, patata, potato. No, because I'm being silly. A frittata, Kevin, is this is a, a really interesting conversation because some people say it's an omelet, uh, but I'm going to say it is the first cousin to an omelet. Not quite the same. A frittata it literally is an uh, Italian egg dish. And it's similar to omelet, omelet. You get to put so many wonderful things in it, just basically whatever in the refrigerator that's left over. Your onions, your potatoes, your broccoli, your cauliflower, some leeks, some mushrooms. And then you're going to put this in a skillet, Kevin. You're going to whip together about six to eight eggs. You got some um, shredded cheese. And it's an open-faced uh, egg dish. Kind of like a quiche, kind of like an omelet, and the difference is, you know, it's cooked on low heat, it's open-faced, it's served at room temperature. Where most of us want our, you know, we want our omelets hot when they come out. Uh, and again, it's um, it's an Italian dish. An omelet is a French dish, You know, <laughs> uh, and so uh, that, you know, it's a little bit of argument here in Mississippi. We just say it's good food. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And again uh that and an omelet would be a great brunch item because there's I mean what it, you it changes the flavor and the texture and all that depending on what you put in there you can put some breakfasty type things you can put more like vegetables or uh even meats in there uh jelly I've had a jelly omelet before so it that it really is a versatile uh, egg dish.
2: Absolutely, Kevin. And then, you know, of course, it's Sunday and it depends on what crowd you're in. You know, if you want to be very sophisticated and dressed up, you say, I want a frittata. <laughs> and, you know, and if you're down to earth sitting on the front porch like I am, I just want an omelet and some grits. Okay? <laughs> so it just depends on what mood you're in. It's
1: almost like, as you said, a frittata maybe is, is also then like a, a, uh, crustless, a crustless quiche,
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, it's a, it's an egg dish that's served in a skillet is open faced Kevin, much like a quiche where an omelet is, uh, it is folded over with the ingredients on the inside mm-hmm. after it's, you know, pretty much done with the fatata, the ingredients that actually added into the egg mixture, then poured into the skillet. Uh, so that would be the difference.
1: Uh, do you have any tips or tricks uh, for making an omelet?
2: Um, The thing is, Kevin, you know, number one, you want to make sure that those eggs are whipped really nicely. I like to melt my butter, Kevin, and pour just a little bit of butter into those nice whipped eggs. So while I'm whipping, I'm pouring a little bit of melted butter. And some people like to use milks or heavy creams, but I found out in order to lighten those omelets up really well, just take a little bit of water. And while I'm whipping, just add just a tiny bit of water to that. Kevin, you get the lightest, fluffiest, most delicious eggs ever. And the other thing is is to that I found that works well for me is I will start out with my skillet directly on the heat. Kevin, when I first put the eggs in after about three or four seconds, I pulled it off the direct heat above that and with the holding Mm -hmm. the uh, arm of the skillet in my hands and start to fold. That way you don't get, you know, you don't want burnt eggs. You want that really pretty, beautiful, light yellow color. And then you can add whatever your feelings are right before you fold it in.
1: <clears throat> so in other words, when we're, we're in a scrambled egg, you do that where it, it begins to solidify and you would scramble it up with the omelet. That's when you begin uh, to put the ingredients in it and do the folding.
2: Well, or you can allow the. For me, I like to see the the whole omelet kind of crust up a little bit. And then, you know, again, add the, the ingredients. And, f- and it depends on the chef, because I've seen some chefs slide this beautiful uh, omelet out and then put the. Ingredients in once it's actually on your plate, so it just really depends on your choice.
1: We uh, got a little bit of time left. If you'd like to join our discussion about brunch on MPB Think Radio this morning, give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB Ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So um, I'll give
2: you a dollar if you tell me how to make hellandig sauce.
1: You go to Kroger <laughs> <laughs> in the uh, in the French foods aisle. <laughs> It has uh, it has egg in it though, right? Am I
2: right? Hollandaise sauce has eggs in it, Kevin. It actually has egg yolks, usually about three. So I'm going to tell everybody a really quick, easy way to make hollandaise sauce because usually it's the double boiler thing, and you know you have to be really careful with it. Simply bring out your blender. You're going to take those egg yolks and. uh, only your egg yolks, put them in the blender, a little bit of hot sauce in there, Kevin. You're going to add a little Dijon mustard in there and just a dash of lemon juice or so in there, and you're going to blend it for about three seconds. That's it. Then you're going to take this melted butter, Kevin. It depends on you know, how much you want, usually about three to four pads. Melt it down and then add it right in. Whisp it again for another three seconds. And you've got the best holiday sauce ever. It's quick. It's easy. And holiday sauce is not just for eggs and omelets anymore, Kevin, uh, you know, because usually an egg, it's used with egg benedict. And, of course, you know what that is. That's an English muffin, some Canadian bacon, a pork Poached egg. <laughs> you cannot be eating and talking on the radio at <laughs> the same time. A poached egg, Kevin, and you—you know—you usually pour your hollandaise sauce there. But hollandaise sauce is so creamy and so light. You can use it on fish. You can use it on vegetables. It pairs well with um, asparagus and broccoli. It's just absolutely yummy.
1: So I never realized this, but obviously the egg McMuffin is the poor man's eggs, eggs Benedict.
2: Uh yes. Except
1: guess- for it's—you know—it's the egg is a little bit different, but. The English muffin and the bacon and the the well, considering
2: what they charge for it, you can't be a poor man to have one, Kevin. Seriously, you know. And it's funny to me, you know, the things that you know traditionally, uh, how dishes started out, and we'll say it started out to be the poor man's dish, and then you go to these fancy restaurants and you go, but the rich man understood it a lot better than I did. Right?
1: right, What about maybe some dessert type items that would good for brunch?
2: Oh, my goodness, Kevin. Uh, Desserts for brunch can vary from many, many things. We had a caller that called in um, earlier uh, that was talking about uh, fruit kebabs, which are just absolutely wonderful. You can make these little bitty miniature ones with the tiny little skewers. They're really cute to pick up. Uh, You can have pie, Kevin. And I think today's show, we had talked about (laughs) earlier, was supposed to be a a pie. So I guess we'll do pie next week. Uh, I walked in and Kevin was like, where's my pie? (laughs) (laughs) really okay so so pies work really well Um, actually um, Kevin uh, we're going to be serving some cakes um, this weekend but we're going to be doing pedophores these Mm -hmm. beautiful little pedophores they make uh, wonderful uh, brunch items uh, just so many different varieties of things that you can use for brunch.
1: And I would think a pound cake would be good for brunch too because again a plain pound cake you could put some fruit and maybe a little bit of powdered sugar on there or maybe uh, drizzle it with uh, with um, strawberry cream or, or chocolate or something like that so that, that would work I would think.
2: Oh absolutely Kevin or you can call Cooking with Honey and Friends <laughs> and let's talk about my peach cobbler pound cake Kevin I've, you know of course the last couple of weekends we've had bake sales but that has been one of the hottest items that people Are calling and saying, let's get that peach collar pound cake? It is truly Mississippi good. Hmm.
1: All right, a couple minutes left. One of the final things, uh, uh, again, one of my favorite uh, brunch items, and that's a French toast. Any quick tips when you're making your French toast?
2: Go to McDonald's. Okay. No, no. Just kidding. French toast. Find you a really hearty bread. That's that's one of the, you know, wonderful things about uh, French toast. And a lot of times what I'll do, Kevin, if you go in your grocery store, you'll you know, they usually have these little side baskets. The bread may be a day or two old and where it may have cost you a dollar and ninety nine cents. They'll have it in the basket for, you know, 50 cents. I actually have some on my counter now. The bread is a little stiff. It makes wonderful slices. And then, Kevin, I like to, to use a combination. Most people like to use the milk and the eggs. I found, this is my secret, uh, sweet condensed milk in the eggs. I don't have to add the extra sugar in, brown or white sugar. I can add some cinnamon, some nutmeg in, Fold my bread in that. It's absolutely perfect. And you can add any fruit on it that you absolutely want to.
1: But then so obviously dip the bread in the mixture and then in the You're going to scalet-
2: soak your bread in that <clears throat> mixture. You're going to fold it up and just let it soak and let it absorb it really, really well. And then you're going to, uh, of course... Uh, use a little butter you know in your skillet you don't have to put a lot or Kevin you can bake it either way it's just absolutely fantastic
1: but again you said the hearty bread and then kind of the day old bread that again uh, makes it so it will really soak up and, and accept that uh, that the, the oh, sauce
2: absolutely and, and it just makes for a wonderful bite and because if you got the bread is too soft and too thin usually what's going to happen is once you soak it in your egg and milk mixture it's just going to tear all apart mm-hmm. and you don't want that you want a nice stiff hearty bread Uh, so don't throw out the day old bread just recycle it you know the bread is a little old slice it up put it in a bag put it in the freezer it makes for perfect french toast for later
1: alright that's going to wrap us up for today thanks to everybody who called in this morning had a great show about brunch Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Think Radio. It's funded by generous contribution from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Jonas Adams, and our call screener today was Sharita Brent. For Deborah Hunter, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned. Up next at 10, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. That's followed by Southern Remedy at 11. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio.